Welcome to Automation Chat. I'm your host, Teresa Hauk, Executive Editor of the Journal from Rockwell Automation and our Partner Network Magazine. Today, I'm joined by Jason Anderson, Vice President of Strategy and Product Management at Rockwell Automation and Compass Product Partner, Stratus Technologies. We're going to talk about edge computing and answer your questions about exactly what it is, how it's different from the cloud, how you know if it will help you, what's involved in implementing edge computing, and examples of edge computing operating in actual companies. But first, it's time for our family-friendly silly joke of the day. What does a thesaurus have for breakfast? A synonym bun. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Just the fact that I got a reaction out of you is pretty good. Yeah, that was all right. Well, welcome, Jason. Thanks for chatting with me today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So let me start by asking you, edge computing is a growing trend, and it has been for a couple of years now. Tell us, for those who don't know, which it seems to be a lot, what is edge computing and what value does it offer for users? So ultimately, edge computing, I think, is uh, it's really how we've been able to bring IT technology that resides in a data center or in a cloud and bring it to a place where you don't necessarily have a data center or even connectivity to a cloud. There is also a scenario where you might have what I would call a hybrid model, which is where you'd have edge computing doing some of the compute effort at a site, be it a factory floor or a water treatment plant or a gas compression station or any of those types of places. And that's still might actually connect back to a cloud-based application or a cloud infrastructure like Amazon. In fact, we just announced that uh, our Edge device is now part of the, the Amazon IoT program for, for this hybrid mode of connectivity. So, so it really allows you to kind of do uh, a level of computation that might not have been done before in a remote place versus, you know, what we've seen in the past with so maybe an IPC, you know, an industrial PC or gateway type of device. This actually allows for a lot more power and computation and, and, and frankly, capability. And that's, that's why edge computing is exciting is because it really allows a lot of the capabilities associated with digital transformation like analytics and predictive maintenance to actually become very real and customers and, and organizations can start to start to really see the benefits of a digital transformation project because of the use of edge computing. So you talked about hybrid. Why use edge computing when you could use the cloud and can you use them together? Yeah, so so I'll just start with the second part of your question first. Absolutely, they can be used together. I think that it really comes down to the right tool for the right job. And so let me give you a good example is analytics is one of those things where if um, it actually is very well built especially large analytics types of projects are very well built for the cloud. However, it's not always easy to get the data from the edge to the cloud, right? If you're talking about, a good example would be, if you're talking about a very high volume of data or a very high frequency of data collection, maybe say in an oil refinery would be a good example, you probably want to run a lot of that computational aspect at the edge. And then the edge device can actually then figure out what and when to send to the cloud for either time-based analytics or analytics that's connecting across an entire organization, maybe multiple refineries. So there's really this kind of model where they can both coexist and actually provide value to each other. And again, the answer really tends to come down to how much data do I need to capture and how and how often am I collecting it? If you're at the wellhead, if you're at a well 
wellhead for a gas, uh, you know, maybe a natural gas site or something like that, you might be collecting data hourly and it might be a very small amount of data. And in that case, you don't really need an edge compute device at all. So again, it really just comes down to the, the volume and flow of data in today's market. Now we do see, if you go out and look in the world of um, some of the more cutting edge technologies being deployed around um, edge deployments, you see that there's starting to be a motion towards real-time computing, things like the uh, the use of an edge computer as kind of a way to run a PLC application. Um, you're starting to see that come about and you're starting to get into some real-time use cases. And I think that's where you'll start to see a very clear difference between the need for edge versus cloud because the real-time, the latency, safety functions, things like that will have to run at the edge. But I'd say that's still a little bit more nascent than the more broader kind of data and analytics use cases that we're, we're really seeing today with our customers. So what are some examples of some of those real-time use cases or other ideal applications where the data collection and transfer is is fast? And what are examples of some situations like the wellhead or other applications that aren't exactly ideal for the edge? Yeah. Okay. Well, on the ideal side, I mean, we could talk about what we do with with Rockwell, which is a great example. We uh, are just actually about to announce, or I think, I don't know the actual dates, but I know this week there's going to be an announcement with Rockwell about a solution in the box with Stratus and and Plant PAX from Rockwell. So if you're talking about a real-time application, DCS software like Plant Packs is a really great example of something that should really run at the edge because um, the software is making decisions on, on, on how to automate a process, right? So it's a control type of application, and and we've done a lot with that with Rockwell over the years. So that's something nice that we're doing kind of collaboratively in the market as an Encompass partner. We also do a lot of supervisory control type of applications. We do a lot of thin client applications because, again, it tends to... it tends to provide a better response time to the operator. So we tend to find that that's kind of, I would say that's probably our number one use case is supervisory control or control applications. We are definitely starting to see an increase in terms of also at the edge of people doing more with analytics in the sense of that I have a lot of local analytics, but I don't necessarily need to share a lot for say cross-site uh, information, or I don't need to share a lot, you know, just because I don't need to. And when you run, if you push all your analytics up into the cloud or push all your data up into the cloud, the cost of operating a cloud can actually become quite high. But if you kind of locally store and what we call store and parse the data, mm-hmm. then you can actually kind of say, well, I can kind of offset some of my cloud costs by kind of processing it at the edge. Okay. So that's, those are, those are a couple of clear examples of why, uh, of where edge really shines today. When you look at an example of low data, like the wellhead data, there's a lot of industries out there now that are really doing what we'll call a thin edge approach, which is basically a small gateway device that basically connects your site to the internet and all of your data collection sensors and devices just push all that data into the cloud. We see that a little bit less in the industrial space, but in energy sectors, you see it quite a bit. You know, uh, things like power generation and power distribution, you see it. But you also see it in other industries that are not necessarily as industrial focused. You see it a lot in retail. And we're starting to see a real uptick of it in things like uh, transportation networks, like rail transportation and um, and even automotive, right? You know, where there's a little sensor out on the highway counting the number of cars that go by every day, things like that. So there's a lot of uses for thin edge, uh, but in the industrial space, we tend to see it trending more towards a thicker type of implementation, which is really where edge computing comes in, where, where that thicker edge type of architecture. So it's primarily more advantageous if there's a lot of data. If I were in the job and I had to work with the technology, how would my job change? What would I be doing as a user? 
Well, I think the goal is to not change things for the users all that much, except, well, I say our goal is to not change things for the users all that much, but really what we provide, if you talk about Stratus specifically, you know, there's edge computing. And then what we do is build ultra reliable mission critical devices, including edge compute devices. So our goal is, is that when you deploy our technology into a site, the change is that you don't have to worry about the technology at all, right? You don't have to, it's running. If it, if, if something breaks, the system fails over automatically, you know, it, from an operator perspective, it, it's very simple. And frankly, what we call simple, protected and autonomous, those three core values really allow you to take a data center type of device and have it be similar to, uh, similar in terms of simplicity to operate as say like a PLC or something like that. We make it that simple, right? So the idea for us is to actually make the experience better by not having anything changed and better by not having the, the, the somewhat normal interruptions that could happen by deploying a, a fairly sophisticated compute device in a place where it isn't necessarily native, right? Like a data center. So I'd say that's what we do. Uh, but general, I think in general speaking, the goal is to really, from an experience standpoint, day to day, it's it's not going to change the operation of it. But what you're going to get is more data, right? And the data is going to give you maybe insights to your business that you've never had before. Uh, so from an operator perspective, the other thing we're really starting to see, which I think is very exciting, is that um, a lot of uh, systems integrators and machine builders are using edge devices as a way to augment the experience. So. For example, let's say you build a, a machine that bends big pieces of metal, forms metal. You may uh, you may have now an opportunity to say, listen, we can actually tell you about the tolerances of the metal more. We can offer you capabilities in our machine that used to bend metal, but now we can maybe have the machine operate at better tolerances. We can have the machine tell us when parts need to be replaced and do predictive maintenance. So what we're starting to see is kind of a, not just a operational efficiency angle, which is what the operators see with edge computing, but on the um, on the machine builder side of things, you're seeing this idea where it's allowing them to introduce new capabilities to their customers. It's really kind of a solution enabler, and um, we're we're starting to see customers deploy edge technology to do that. We think that's particularly exciting. If a user has decided they want to move to edge computing, what kind of investment is required, and what should they look for in an edge computing platform? Well, in terms of investment, I think it comes down to the an edge computing system is generally deployed either at the machine level or at the line level. And an edge compute solution can cost anywhere between, say, from a couple thousand dollars all the way up to ten thousand tens of thousands of dollars, depending on a lot of different variables, one of which is the, the capacity and throughput of the machine. It also could be um, the software that's running on the machine, you know, because software can also get kind of expensive. So it really does depend. Our systems um, are, are, are ruggedized. They have embedded security and then they have a lot of additional features. So we have kind of what I'll call a premium edge compute product. And our pricing starts at around $5,000 and we go to about, I think, five to $15,000, depending on what level of redundancy you want, depending on how much computational capacity you need, things like that. So I'd say it's an investment of a thousand thousands and thousands of dollars per unit. What's nice though about edge computing devices, um, particularly ours, is that they also support virtualization. So we also have many situations where a customer may have four IPCs doing uh, on a line today, four industrial PCs on a line today. You can put in one edge computing device and through virtualization technology, which is a kind of very common data center technology, consolidate that. So you go from four machines down to one. 
So in the end, you know, it's not kind of like, well, geez, I paid $2,000 for this IPC and now you're saying I need 10,000 for this other device. It's actually, well, but we're replacing four or five of those devices and putting it on one. So that's going to essentially net out about the same. So it's tough to compare to the old world, but at the same time, you know, in terms of cost, it's thousands of dollars. And so when I'm as a user evaluating different vendors, what do I look for in the platform? I mean, you mentioned the virtualization, but are there other factors I should consider? Well, I think for us, I think it comes down to a lot of times when people go, well, they, they start to look at an edge computing platform and they, they, they realize that maybe virtualization is going to help them. And then they start to realize, well, I want to make sure that this machine is secure. So to me, that's probably a top order question as well as these devices are fairly complex. How can I prevent them from being compromised either physically or, or from a cybersecurity standpoint, so hacking and, and you know malicious attack, then do what level of mission critical capabilities do you need for a failover? So do you need a system that's fully what we call fault tolerant, um, which would be a system that not only it won't fail in the sense of the application will never be interrupted, the data data is 100% preserved and, and there's virtually no downtime, or is it maybe a system that fails over fast? So as you know, like a high availability scenario where the system may break or fall apart, but you know, it's back up and running within say 30 seconds, right? That might be good enough for a number of scenarios. That's probably great, right? So we definitely have different levels of what I'll call resiliency. I already mentioned security. And I think the last one for us is to think beyond the system itself and realize how can um, how can we make sure that that system is is monitored and, and, and properly cared for? And there's a lot of functions to that. Things like including software updates or you know, making it easy to deploy software updates. Software gets updated fairly often. Just look at your phone. There's always an application out of sync, right? It's it's similar at the edge. You have uh, who's monitoring the system. If the system begins to have trouble or starts having a maybe higher than average norm number of errors, is that system being monitored by you? Is it being monitored by your vendor? Um, what if it breaks? How long is the life cycle of that system? You know, there's a lot of factors that people need to think about in terms of the kind of care and feeding of the device, just like any other device that an enterprise may buy. But I'd say, you know, when we think about features, we tend to kind of front load and say, you got to make sure it's secure and make sure it's resilient. And that's kind where we obviously shine. And so when um, a, a solution is chosen and how much time and effort does it take to implement the edge computing and after it's set up, what does the user do next? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'd say that there's the state of the art today. Uh, there's there's kind of the way things were, the kind of the way things are, and kind of the way things can be in the future. And um, so if you look at the way the state of the way things were, is that a lot of times people would buy a compute device and they they would buy it through let's say a Rockwell distributor is a great example, right? They would say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to upgrade this line and I'm going to buy some new machines and maybe some packs and, and things like that. And they buy a new edge computing device or, or they buy an industrial PC. And, and, and generally what they would need was an IT person to go out and set it up and get it all kind of dialed in and everything installed properly. When you look at the edge computing systems we have today, we can have uh, we what we've done is we've we've taken a lot of cues from the commercial market, particularly like things like consumer devices like cell phones. And we said, how can we make this so when it shows up at your site, everything's all in the same box. You open up the box, it's got you know it it comes with a blue cord and there's a blue hole in it. So you take the blue cord, you put it in the blue hole. We really tried to make it such that it could be deployed and up and running in say about half an hour, and it didn't need IT skills. In fact, when we first came out with the product a little over a year ago, we had a little boy had it. We had a little seven-year-old boy set it up in about a half hour or so just to prove that it could be done, right? He just looked at the directions and typed in some keys and off to the races he went. So the truth is, is that we could have 
we can have a system deployed in a very short order and ready to go. What you're starting to see now with edge computing, and it's really starting to take hold in, let's say, larger companies, like think about, about an automotive manufacturer or an aerospace company or, or even a large food and beverage manufacturer. Those folks are actually beginning to, to connect that device to the cloud. So that edge compute device now isn't necessarily having to be managed by a user on site at all. So if you think about the progression, we started out with maybe you need an IT person to go out. Now with our device, we're saying pretty much you can have anybody do it, right? Anybody can set it up and they can set it up fast. What's gonna happen next is you're gonna get to a point where the device will get plugged in, a screen, maybe a screen comes up or you get a notification on a mobile app that says device 47 is ready to go. You hit a button and then all that information about what's running on that system, how that system should be managed, uh, what rules are on that system for things like, say, backup and things like that. All that will come down from the cloud and it'll be it'll set itself up automatically. So think of a process very similar to when you get a new cell phone now. If you go to a store like an AT&T store and you walk in and you hand them your, you know, you say, I need a new cell phone. They plug that cell phone in, they hit a button and all, everything shows up, right? And all your apps show up, everything's ready to go. Well, a few years ago, that wasn't the case when you got a new cell phone, right? You had to do all the work yourself. So we really see that kind of trend of consumerism is going to continue through the edge. And we think that edge devices will eventually get to the point where you turn it on, you tell you tell it where it is in the world in terms of a site ID, and then orchestration software and, and, and virtualization software from the cloud will actually just push it all down, just like your cell phone today. So I'd say that we're in the early stages of that progression, and, and it's coming. That'll be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and it really starts to help. I mean, that's how it happens. If you were to go and, you know, one of the things we keep an eye on is what's actually happening in the cloud data centers. That's how it's working in the cloud data centers today is that they have obviously thousands upon thousands of compute devices in a cloud data center. And when one of them breaks or, or when they add a new one to add capacity to that cloud, they're just plugging it in and the cloud kind of automates the process for you. So you don't, you don't necessarily need a lot of humans touching these things and maintaining them. And to be honest, I mean, you know, humans are not without fault and a lot of compute problems are at the hands of a human. They're not necessarily, you're more likely to have a security breach from somebody doing something maybe they didn't understand or maybe they were ignorant of one of your own employees does something wrong because they just didn't know what to do versus, you know, a bunch of foreign agents trying to attack your, you know, your computer. It's more likely that it's a screw up and it's internal than it is something external, but you still need those controls in place. So it's the same thing with provisioning and everything else. We want to kind of try to automate it as much as possible. And we think we've automated it for the end user at this point, but we really see the next the next foundation and there's companies out there do, already beginning to do this now with, with orchestration that'll ultimately kind of make it so you just plug and go. And finally, before we run out of time here, do you have an example of a customer who's using edge computing and, and how they're using it? Oh, for sure. I, we, we, have a, we have a bunch over the last few years, actually. <laughs> but I would say the one that we talk, I have two that I like to talk to. So I'll talk to both of them. One is actually a customer that can't name their name, but they're a large um, uh, oil transmission company. They're a midstream oil and gas company. Um, they use uh, Rockwell software as well as uh, our Stratus hardware device. And what they're doing is they're automating the, their terminal stations. So if you think about when an oil tanker comes into a port, all that oil is offloaded into tanks. Then maybe it gets offloaded from a tank into a pipeline or a truck, all that stuff. 
they really were having a lot of challenges with the software staying up to date and actually the software operating well at the site. And when they don't really have an accurate count of what's going through those pipes, that that obviously cost them money. So they wanted to optimize that to make sure that they weren't, it was kind of a loss prevention type of uh, activity. And they've modernized all their sites with a single edge computer to manage that transmission and to make sure that you know everything's properly accounted for. So they're, uh, they've got this deployed now to about 150 sites across the US and they're looking at expanding it even further. The other one that I like to talk to is um, actually another customer of ours who's called, whose name is Bradbury. Bradbury makes that, I mentioned the metal bending machines and they're a machine builder. And we're seeing a huge uptick in interest from machine builders who are now trying to deploy new capabilities or even sell machines as a service. So what they're doing is they used to just sell a machine with say a bunch of PLCs on it to operate the machine. Now they're putting the PLCs on with an edge computer and that allows them to do things like augmented, well, Bradbury isn't doing this specifically, but we have other machine builders who are putting augmented reality software on there from companies like PTC to use as uh, operator training. Obviously, machine supervisory control is what Bradbury is using us for um, with Thin Manager. So they're actually able to operate the machine from, say, a device like a phone or a tablet. There's also other analytics software that's running on the same edge computer. So they're adding the edge computer to give more capabilities to the operator as well as more data capabilities to manage the machine better. Thank you. This has been useful in clarifying what edge computing is and how it works. I appreciate you chatting with me today, Jason. No problem. Thank you. This has been Automation Chat, and I'm Teresa Hauk. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app. And tell your peers about us. You can even hit the share symbol to share your favorite episode. And don't forget, video of this podcast is available on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash YouTube. Thanks for listening, and we'll chat again soon.